Hello, and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode number 382. I'm your host, Joshua Blum, and today we're going to be making some Christmas ornaments. Now, uh, I didn't... Um, I I grew up uh, celebrating some Christmas stuff. We we did a we didn't really celebrate it in the traditional sense, but uh, we did um, create a uh, sort of a tradition of you know gifts and decorating a tree and that kind of stuff like that. And uh, my my father uh, grew up Jewish, and so he did not celebrate Christmas. And uh, my mother is not from this country, uh, the U.S. meaning, and did not celebrate Christmas. Although I'd heard of it. And, um, so it was, it was something that we did do, uh, as a family, not in a religious sense. And so, uh, we would decorate a tree. We had this, this little Charlie Brown style tree. If you ever seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special, Charlie Brown gets a tree, a tiny little tree. Um, it has like two branches or something like that. And we got it out of a, um, I want to say my mom found it somewhere. Someone was, I think, throwing it out and we rescued it. And that's the one we used through uh, most of my childhood, I believe. And uh, we would find uh, little ornaments and make them and things like that and stick them on there. Um, it didn't have any religious connotation for us, but, uh, you know, for my brother and I, we uh, eventually became a little bit of a tradition where we uh, we had more decorations. And I, we may have even gotten a bigger tree at one point. I think we did. Um, and he would decorate and watch home, the Home Alone movies, which are Christmas movies, you know. And uh, so, I, uh, I, you know, my my wife celebrates Christmas. Uh, I grew up celebrating. It's probably her favorite holiday. And so today I'm taking some things and I'm making ornaments out of them because we do have a, a tree. We got a tree a while back that's a... Um, we used to get these uh, ones that were live. And uh, we had a live Christmas tree. They do tend to be a bit of work uh, in terms of getting them and then maintaining them and all that kind of stuff like that. They're, they're, they're nice. Um, we live in an area where there's many of them, but uh, uh, it is a bit of a pain sometimes um, come, say, January or so <laughs> when it starts to shed needles and you got to figure out how to get rid of it and uh, that kind of stuff. We, we usually would uh, chop them up and then, you know, save the, save the wood which you can use uh, for firewood and, you know, so forth, that, that, that sort of thing. But um, not everybody has that capability. So we eventually got one. I think uh, it was a used one that was you can put together. It's in like four parts, and that's the one we have right now. It's, it's really big, uh, and uh, it's bigger than anything we've ever had. So, And a, a tree that big would be, you know, be sort of, sort of horrendously expensive. And it, we wouldn't be able to get it in the house or out of it, that's for, that, that's for sure. But uh, because it comes in a couple parts, it's, you know, it's a takedown, essentially. So uh, there's a lot of real estate there to uh, to decorate. And um, my wife has a whole bunch of ornaments and stuff like that she got from her family. And uh, I am making a couple. I'm going to be adding a couple today. So I have a Rocketeer that I actually made a number of years ago. This is and painted it. It's a resin one. It's one of the ones that I made uh, way back when I was just learning how to do resin stuff, the mold is did not survive many castings, but I did make a number of castings out of it. And uh, there's one of them here. I painted it. I think it's the only one I actually painted. Uh, I still have the clay one over here. And uh, maybe I should actually paint that one. 
but I have the, the resin one that I painted and it's just been sitting here sort of collecting dust. So I figured I might as well turn it into a room. And so all what I did do is I, I repainted a couple spots uh, just so it looks a little bit uh, shinier and newer. And then I added another layer of clear coat. And then um, I'm just going to uh, glue a loop onto it. I think I'll probably hot glue that on there. And then I have a Logan. Uh, this is one that is made out of, I don't know what I used for this. I used a kind of clear resin. I forget which one. And I mixed in some trans... Um, uh, mica powder, blue mica powder. So it is somewhat translucent, but it has a metallic blue sheen to it. There's that one. Um, and then I have, I think I'll do one more, and which is this figure of a rocketeer that I made. Uh, I've been making these um, five POA rocketeer figures, and I've pretty much gotten to the life or the length of the mold. Um, I've done one, two, three, four, five, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of them, and this would be eleven. So I think, uh, I think my goal was ten to twelve of them. And at that point, the, the mold has started to, it started to deteriorate in places that makes actually the cleanup of the figures that come out quite difficult it's kind of time consuming. And the last one actually that came out, the it was just a mistake in the casting where the, the pieces did not quite align. They were off just by a little bit, one half and the other half. What they have to do is they have to meet and they have to be exact. Um, otherwise you'll have, a, you'll have the resin that runs in one half and then the other half, but they don't quite meet up. So there's a shift and that's what happened. Uh, and that's, I don't know if that's ever quite happened to me before, but it happened this time probably because of the way that uh, the um, I, I, tie, I sort of uh, packaged the mold together uh, when I was, um, I use these rubber bands and things like, and, and sometimes some tape to keep it together. Um, and I might've uh, put the rubber bands on a little bit too tightly. But anyway, it, um, it came out and it was off uh, by just a little bit, a couple of millimeters, but it was enough to make it so the pieces would not line up correctly. After enough work, I dremeled away the excess, made the figure uh, so it matches up correctly. Uh, I can't say that the joints, uh, f you know, sort of uh, fit in there great, but they do fit in there. And I thought that I, instead of just tossing the figure, because the, 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 the parts still work, actually, um, and I, I put a fair amount of time into just correcting it that I figured, well, I'll do something with it. And the thing about the, this one that's a little bit unique is it is another one of the blue Rocketeers that I made. Uh, just like that Logan figure, um, it was done with clear resin. And it's, uh, what brand is this? Rockstar, yeah, Rockstar Epoxy Resin. I don't know, I think I found it on Amazon. But uh, I like it. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, but it, it doesn't necessarily make the strongest parts for figures. And so the joint pegs and stuff like that wouldn't probably stand up to a ton, but it uh, it also gets soft when you heat it up in hot water. Uh, it's a little bit harder to to finish actually than the other stuff I use. I tend to use the stuff that's called um, smooth uh, smooth on is the company, but uh, ends in smooth cast sixty five D is the one that I've been using lately. 
for the limbs. And then I use a slightly harder one for the torso, uh, which is the same brand, uh, but it's called, uh, it's 300 is the name of it, Smoothcast 300. It's just a little bit harder, uh, a little bit more rigid so that the, the pieces, when they fit together, the torso is harder. And then the limbs are a little bit softer so that they, um, they have some give to it and so that they support, the, especially the joint areas, uh, like the shoulders and the hips, will support the, um, these limbs moving back and forth. And uh, I've tried it with, with all the same material. Um, if it's too soft, it just bends, it flexes too much. I had that problem when I was doing the 13th hour figures. Uh, what I ended up doing with these, uh, these I made two of these Rocketeer figures that are blue, like metallic blue, and they're all made of the same epoxy resin, this, this Rockstar uh, stuff. And it works okay. It's just that um, if uh, if you twist too much, uh, the it'll pop out probably because it's just not quite rigid enough. It's good to have uh, limbs that are not too rigid because you don't you want them to be you want them to be have a little bit of flex to them um, but i found if there was too much flex they would bend too much and then the especially the joint peg would tend to shear off that's a mistake i had with the 13th hour figures and the way they are now they are i would say that the the joints the the limbs and stuff like that are i guess what you would call semi-rigid you can't really flex them and bend them um, like you would with a rubber figure, uh, but they do have a little bit of give, so you can you can kind of like push them side to side a little bit. Or if it's too rigid, it'll just snap, it'll just break, it's brittle. So that's what I've found. But uh, this particular one I'm making the ornament of is made of this epoxy, uh, a Rockstar epoxy, clear epoxy resin stuff, and uh, I think it was mostly for for looks and it was just an experiment to see how it turned out. And uh, I have one other one like that. And uh, this is going to be one where I'm going to make an ornament of. And I have it all together at this point. I've glued it together after a fair amount of work to, to custom fit the, the parts in there. This one required more work. They all require a little bit of hand fitting uh, because of the, the molds may be inconsistent from one to the next. There's a little bit of variation. But this one required the most. And the joints are still loose and stuff like that. So you can you can tighten up joints and stuff like that. That's not a huge deal. Um, I, I put I just put a layer of clear coat on it. That will help a little bit. Uh, that'll make it give it a nice shine. Uh, but there's also this actual the stuff that I use um, that I've uh, it's fledge uh, pledge right not fledge pledge uh, floor gloss or like floor. It's the stuff you make to to give a, your floors a nice sheen. It puts a layer of stuff, a layer of, I don't know what it is, whatever chemical that is, over it. And uh, that'll give it, also give it a nice coating, but it'll help tighten up some loose joints. That's Those are some tips that I got um, from some past guests of the show, uh, Joseph Esch and Adam Crone, who uh, we did like Rambo together and uh, and so forth, a number of other episodes. Um, they... Uh, they gave me that tip about how to tighten up some loose joints. And I've, I've used that a number of times. And so there's probably some of the Rocketeer figures when they're painted will, will need a little bit of that. But, so I have, I have those guys there and uh, we're going to you know, wait until this is kind of dry and then attach a, 
and attach a string to make a, a little ornament. Um, I will paint this one a little bit, uh, the Rocketeer. I have a, a decal for the face, and what I thought I would do is what I did before for the, uh, for the other figure I did is to actually paint it in silver, add some little silver highlights. And so that's, it's fun. I don't know, the, the metallic blue and the silver, it's, and it's a metallic silverish color, um, works pretty well. Uh, it gives a nice contrast. I did that a little bit for the Logan character, uh, though it doesn't really need it. So, and I have, um, this, it's interesting, I have a bunch of these other figures here that I've cast over the years. I have a whole bunch of Aurora figures. These are like the miniatures using different kinds of resin. These are just experiments with correcting resin um, sort of fails to, so to speak, where something didn't cast and I would, uh, I would, you know, when I was experimenting with a different kind of resin, but I, I've gotten how many of these figures? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got eight of these that um, I cast out of different things with different materials. Sometimes I'd use a different dye or something like that just to see how it work. And uh, they, uh, they, you know, they, it's hard to make out some of the details uh, with them uh, on some of the colors. Some of them are pretty translucent, which is cool, but I think it might look a little bit better if they were painted. So I'm going to paint a bunch of these um, now that I have them, because some of these I had to uh, sort of course correct, so to speak, and uh, they didn't come out necessarily um, pristine enough to just leave them as it, as it is. One thing that I did when I was making the 13th hour figures, the glow in the dark ones is the ones that glow in the dark. I have to basically leave, you know, basically without any adornment because they just glow. So the detail has to be there. That means the sharpness and the, uh, the, um, precision of the original cast has to be there such that you can actually make out some details. There are some colors that come out a little bit better than others. So for those I used white, it was sort of like an off white color and it, it goes okay, actually. When you look at it, you can make out the details, but some of these, it's a little bit harder, especially if they're translucent. You can't really make out um, fine details. But like, for example, this one is, I'm holding an Aurora here. This is a metallic green, I think. And I used some, yeah, it was, it was a very similar kind of green mica powder that I put in there. At least for one of the sides came out well. The other side, uh, not so great, I think had a lot of air bubbles that rose to the top. That was with one particular resin that I used. It was a little bit more difficult to use. That was originally a clear one. This is another one here. I think it was the same resin. It was clear and I added some, maybe a little bit of, uh, it was a clear dye, but I added some sparkles and stuff like that to it, which came out cool. But again, the backside of it has a number of air hole, like you know, little, little holes and stuff like that where the bubbles came to the surface. And uh, that'll be easy enough to correct with paint, uh, but it looks kind of rough just on its own. And a few others like that. So I think um, that's that's one thing I'll do just to just to be able to make use of those, those ones that I've made, because I'm not really sure what to do with them. Uh, one other thing that I did, uh, just, just finished, is I made some cookies, actually. Um, so my son wanted to make gingerbread cookies and that you could actually eat. Um, and so we made a bunch, uh, and I figured, you know, I, I'll make a, I'll, I'll test it out and see if I can, uh, sculpt a little, a little Logan. And so I did make a Logan and a Rocketeer. 
And so uh, it's a rocketeer from the side, you know, rocketing off. And I figured, and it came out fine. Uh, and then I figured, well, what happens if I, what happens if I did it with uh, decorating, you know, with icing, which I don't really know much about, but uh, so I just finished doing that. I, they came out okay. I would say we have a bunch of icing that was left over from a cake. We have some some of the basic primary colors, and I mixed in some others and uh, spread over the icing. I can't say it looks uh, professional or anything like that, but it was kind of fun to do to just to get the uh, the different colors on there and to try to create a design. So I'll include some pictures of that uh, in the shows now. Now that it, they're done, I mean, like I don't really want to eat them. So, <laughs> but eventually, like uh, they'll they'll get stale and stuff like that. So I probably will eat them first. But I took a picture before just to to preserve that that little memory. So that's uh, that's that's today's uh, uh, little episode on some decorations for the upcoming holidays. We're actually going to be doing. I don't know if we did this before. I don't know if we did it like a holiday show or anything like that. My brother and I are going to be doing a bit of a holiday show. And we're going to be watching the movie Gremlins from 1984, I think. I've never seen this movie, uh, interestingly enough, all the way through. And I, I've I've never seen it. Seen it. Uh, I've seen little bits of it, obviously. And growing up around that time, of course, you saw tons of Gremlins stuff. But... It's. I figured it's. It's. I didn't realize it's a Christmas movie, which it is. Uh, just like Night of the Comet, which is another. Uh, it happens around Christmas, so I guess you could call it a uh, a Christmas movie. And I just finished it the, the other day, um, and I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, some parts are dated, I would say, but uh, it has a it has a great cast in there, great great ensemble cast that they they got for it. So many familiar faces if you're familiar with movies from that time. So we're going to be talking about Gremlins, and uh, that, that's part of our 80s fantasy movie series that we've been doing uh, pretty much when we started. But that's something we did in this past year. So usually around this time, I also talk about retrospective stuff, you know, what's happened over the year, planning for the new year, that kind of stuff like that. And so that'll be coming up in the next, well, this month, this month of December and early January. So I I hope you are doing well and look for more updates uh, in this past or this next coming month. I will be f- I will be finishing up the packaging, like I mentioned, for the Rocketeer or the well the Rocketeer figures and the Thirteenth Hour figures, and um, uh, finally finishing up that 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 little project. Or actually, it's been a fairly big project, I guess. Uh, and then moving on to well, with that will come the. Uh, the the thirteenth hour album, the next thirteenth hour soundtrack album, which uh, "Once Upon a Dream" is the name of it, and so I have to do the uh, the artwork and stuff like that for the cover, which I haven't really come up with an idea for that yet, uh, but I have some I have some possibility, some possibilities that uh, you know uh, we'll come up with, but uh, so that's that's coming up. Uh, the the thirteenth hour figures that I've been working on, which probably the better part of a year. Uh, those will be part of that as a special edition launch type of thing. So coming in the next couple of weeks or so, uh, one or two months. So thanks as always for listening. I will talk to you guys in the future. Hey, a few last things. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find many more like it on the show's website, 13thhr.wordpress.com, as well as on numerous other podcasting platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. 
There's often additional material on various places on social media as well, like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find links to all these platforms in the show notes for this episode. Sometimes people will ask me, how can they help contribute to the show or other things that I do? And you can, of course, uh, leave a tip over at coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash 13thhr, which is basically like a virtual tip jar. You can see a link to that in the show notes. But there's a lot of stuff that you can do just that's just for free and stuff that you may be already doing anyway. And so if you have ideas or suggestions, you know, email me. My email address is w-r-i-t-e-j-o-s-h-u-a-b-l-u-m at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you currently prefer and share it with your friends, leave a review, uh, listen to music on Bandcamp, Spotify. You know, I hope by conveying some of the creative process on this show, You'll also be inspired to do creative things and follow your own dreams and do whatever it is that brings meaning to your own life. The world really is what you make of it, and at the end of the day, that's what the 13th hour is about. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.